Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for joining us this week. This is a subject, you know, I'd recently been scouring through my Instagram page. And if you haven't followed me on Instagram yet, then you should do that. Of course, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and places like that. But it was in light of a few comments that I'd noticed. And, you know, I encourage people to comment and say what they think and say what they feel and so on. You know, one of the things that jumps out at me is when people talk about what it takes to heal from something. And, you know, it's an interesting little conundrum for people. Because I think when you say the word heal or healing, people automatically assume that it's some kind of calming, nurturing, kind of solitary, you know, process that somebody goes through and you come out the other side and you feel fucking awesome and the world is amazing. And my not inconsiderable, by the way, not inconsiderable experience of what it takes to heal, it's nothing like that. It's, in fact, the complete other side of the pendulum that in fact, healing is painful. Healing is uncomfortable. Healing is confrontational. And it is all of those things in your relationship to yourself. I made this YouTube video a while back when I did. I was out in California, in San Francisco, with the wonderful Creative Live people. I filmed some courses there in front of a live audience. You can still get those courses if you go to creativelive.com, you'll see them. While I was there, we took the opportunity to go film some stuff on the streets of San Francisco, right? And for those of a certain vintage, yeah, that was a TV show. But while I was filming those, and I was filming them just, we had the whole crew there, you know, we had our marketing people there. I was really just filming them to kind of, create these little vignettes of quote-unquote wisdom. And I made this video called, How Do You Get Over Your Past? And I said in the video, you'll never get over your past until you confront how you've used it to justify yourself. 
So I'll say that again. You'll never get over your past until you confront how you've used it to justify yourself. Now, obviously, people would get pissed off at a statement like that. And you know, that's just the nature of the beast. People get pissed off. It's got fuck all to do with what I'm saying there. I just push the button. The button's there for the pushing. When people looked at that, and when people heard that statement, they typically went off in 35,000 different directions. Some really took it to heart, like, oh, yeah, oh, my gosh, I can see it. But I really want you to get what it takes to heal from the spot or the place of that statement. So the statement was, you'll never get over your past until you finally confront how you've used it to justify yourself. If you peel back one layer of that, what do I mean by yourself? You use your past to justify the you that you've become. I'll say it again. You use your past to justify the you that you've become. What does that look like? Well, it looks like you explaining yourself in terms of your early life, where you're from, whether you had faith or not, the kind of family you had, your taste back then, uh, where you went to school, where you fed in at school, all that stuff, that is all now currently used by you to justify whatever the fuck is listening to this podcast right now. You use all of that to explain this. To justify this, what do I mean by justify this? I mean to give this credibility. You talk about the past and specifically your past to make this you credible. Now, here's the fucking weird thing, right? And you're trying to change this you. I'm going to make this really simple for everybody. You cannot have a new you and continue to talk about the past the way you do right now. You can't. You can't all. So it's kind of like you go to see your favorite band, and you're standing next to the speakers at the front. You have a certain experience of that concert. You might be like, it was too fucking much. It was just, it blew my ears off. I, I just couldn't take it. But then you might be somebody who's up at the speakers at the front, like, Oh, I fucking loved it. Like I could feel every note in my chest. It was incredible. Or you might have been way up the back watching your favorite band from a distance. Like, oh, it was a fucking nightmare. The band were like dots at the front. I could barely see anything up there. Or you might have been like, I loved it back there. It was great. It really gave me the opportunity to stare out of the mass of the crowd and just enjoy the music. I stood back there just with my eyes closed just enjoying every single note that came floating towards me. So in other words, when you talk about your past and that past that you justify yourself with, you're talking not only from whatever spot you were at when the music was playing, but you were also talking from your experience of that spot, what it was like for you. And it is completely possible for you to look at your past from a different perspective. That shift in perspective is the beginnings of a transformation. It's not the whole fucking deal. 
but it's the beginnings of a transformation, that shift in perspective, standing in a different spot and looking from there. So for me, you know, and I've talked about this many, many times, and in fact, I'm talking about this in this new parenting book that I'm currently writing. When I started to see my parents as human beings with their own stuff that they were wrestling with while they were trying to raise me, it really gave me a fresh perspective. There was no, there was no blame. How could there be fucking blame? These people were struggling with what life was throwing at them, toiling, wrestling with their own past, whatever shit had crawled its way into their head. They had no opportunity to quote unquote do work on themselves. There was no opening for that. You know, my father was born in like the 1930s for fuck's sake. And he had to, he had to work this life thing out for himself. And like most people, I was born and being raised in that while he was trying to work his way through it. And the same for my mom. Who the fuck was I to come along at 12 and tell them how well they were fucking doing? <laughs> I ain't doing a shit job of raising me. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, you know, one of the things, and I don't share this often, but I had a particularly tough childhood. Like, it was particularly challenging. And if you talked to me about that childhood, 20 years ago, I would have thrown my parents under the bus for it. And then I just stood in a different spot at the concert and relived it and noticed that whatever spot I was in when I used to talk about it, that I was a product of that talk, that I naturally became the guy who came out of that. But when I changed perspective, when I shifted, I noticed I could have become a different guy. Then I was at this fucking crossroads in life, this thing called choosing. And I chose a new truth. And from that perspective of the, of the concert, that was now true. And it was true. And everything I share about my parents or my childhood now is true. And you have that possibility because I was no longer willing to justify the man I had become. Justify to who? To myself that I should be this way, that I am this way, that I'm stuck being this way, that I can't change this way. It's all a conversation for indulging that. You know, someone says, you know, I can't change. And I say, well, if you say so, which usually rattles them. I don't know how to change if you say so. That's easy for you to say if you say so. And on and on and on. Now, why is it challenging for people? Well, the reason why it's challenging for people is because you've built a fucking empire around the you you've become. There's other people in your life who agree with the you you've become, who feel maybe even sorry for you for the past you've had or whatever, or who can identify with that because maybe they had some past like that. It might be siblings, it might be friends, it might be acquaintances. Like they identify things in you. And then you're saying, you know what? I'm choosing not to stand in that same spot and look at my past. I'm going to look at it from a different perspective. And from this other perspective, what's there is acceptance and love and forgiveness. And, and from that spot, I get to be someone else. I don't get to be the same fucking me that I've always been. I get to heal. And I get to heal because I can confront and handle all the shit that I've done 
living from this perspective. The disconnect, the damage, the judgment. Oh boy, the fucking judgment. I can handle that. I can be big enough to own that without feeling sorry for myself or indulging myself by way of shame or guilt or whatever. You know, sometimes people say to me, you know, oh, it must be great being your fucking kid, you know, like you have got all these tools. No, it's not fucking great being my kid. It's my, my kids will find that challenging. The one thing that I teach my children is how to shift their perspective, how to move the context in life, as well as teaching them how to forgive and how to be authentic. Does that mean I don't make mistakes with my children? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you out of your mind? Do you seriously think I'm fucking wandering around in here on air and my children are like, oh, father. <laughs> no, there's, there's plenty of times in my life when my children are looking at me like I'm the fucking devil. Like they don't want to abide by what I'm saying or what I'm insisting or what I'm calling them out for or I get it. I understand. The one thing I'm teaching my children is how to shift your perspective, is how to release yourself from the constraints of your self-imposed past. Yeah, I'll say it again. Come on. Come on. Fucking listen. How to release themselves from the constraints of their self-imposed past. And I'm fucking calling you on that too. Your self-imposed past. But I didn't do that shit to me. They did that to me. I get it. But who's fucking doing it now? That's your self-imposed past. How do I heal from that? Change perspective, shift, sit in a different spot, look back from there. How do I find a different perspective? You read, you listen, you fucking meditate, you talk to people who have done similar things. You get interested in fucking healing rather than explaining why you can't. You get fascinated by healing. You get fascinated by whatever pathway you need to take. You make it your fucking business. That, my friends, is how you heal. And there's no time like the present. All right, we're going to take a short break here. In a moment, we're going to have our question from the nation. So sit tight, and I'll be right back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, welcome back to the second part of the show. This is obviously where we take our question from the nation and for those of you that are unfamiliar with the format or have never really been around this show too much we feel the question and i get to pick a question every week that i think is going to have the biggest bang for our buck here right so i'm looking for the kind of questions that i can relate to many 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 people 
So this question's a little unusual in that it came at me through social media. This isn't coming in through the usual channels, right? Like from, from our uh, email address, connect to Gary John Bishop, or from the website, unfucknation.com, or from the hotline, 646-450-3203. This one came through social media. And it says, Gary, I've read both your books. I'm currently listening to, even though there's been five books, but anyway, I've read both your books. I'm currently listening to Stop Doing That Shit. Can you write a book on how to live or be around people who have a certain view of life? So for example, if your best friend thinks that people disappoint and that they live in their head, and that they believe they've had a shit life. How do I help this person and be around this person after reading this book? Meaning, I'm really trying to change my mindset, but how do I keep my mind strong and or help this person? Of course, I'll recommend your book, but I won't bet that she'll actually read it. All right, so you guys have all bumped up against this. Whenever you get some new kind of, outlook on life, some new perspective, some new possibility, some new potential or prospect for you in your life, a new way of seeing it, a certain kind of freedom. You're out to make a change. You're out to adopt a new philosophy. You're going to look around you and you're going to be like, oh, holy fuck. Like everybody around me is just the same. Raise your hand if you've had that experience. Everybody around me is just the same. So what do I do then? How do I how do I maintain this kind of fledgling way of life when faced with what seems like a fucking tsunami? A tsunami of what? A tsunami for the same. Well, you have to start being clear about two things. You have to start being clear about who you are, and you have to start being clear about what you're up to. Does that mean I run around and start cutting people out? No, but I have to be clear about who I am and what I'm up to. One of the things that the people in my life, when I first started doing this work, you know, many fucking moons ago, I actually told certain people in my life that I was no longer open to having those kinds of conversations. What kind of conversations? The ones that they wanted to have. And I told them, I'm not judging you. I'm not putting you down. You know, if you want to have those conversations, that's fucking fine. Really? Like, it's not, I'm not better than you or something. I'm just not having those conversations. And it's not like I'm ignoring them. It's like, I'm not open to having a conversation that doesn't resolve something or take life to another level because it's time for action in my life. And those kinds of conversations don't support me with that. I'll admit, there were a couple of people who were getting a little pissy with me when I took that stand, but that's how it rolls. You're going to have to upset things. You're going to have to upset the apple cart a little bit. You don't get to just fucking keep living the way you've been living and the hope that everybody just catches on. I remember there was one conversation in particular with someone in my life where I just said, you're either going to do something about what you're dealing with or keep doing what you're doing. The only thing I need you to know is if you're going to keep doing what you're doing, that's okay, but I'm not going to talk about it with you, right? Like I'm a lesson in change in my life. I think you could do amazing things with yours, but you'd have to be willing to kind of start walking a different pathway. I get it if you don't want to or you're not open to it. That's okay. That's your choice. But here's what I'm, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to have the kind of conversations with you that keep you stuck in it. If you're looking for solutions, if you're looking to resolve things, if you're looking to change things, 
we could do very fucking cool things together. If not, we'll do other cool things together, but one of the things we won't do is just talk about life, talk about why we're stuck, talk about why things can't move, talk about why we're fucked. I want to talk about solutions. And by the way, in that conversation with that person, when I had that, it actually was transformational. That person was like, you know what? You're fucking right. This is bullshit. And they took their life on in new ways. But you have to take a stand for the potential of your future instead of these constant, draining, perpetual conversations about what's been. Because ultimately, that shit will solve nothing. All right, you guys, that's it for this week's show. We're coming up on our summer of making shit happen, right? So we're going to make changes this summer. And I'm going to be giving you a kind of different slant on our, our podcast from week to week. So throughout the summer, I'm going to be giving you the, the keys to the kingdom to making real change in your life. So you got to listen up for those. They'll begin probably around the first week in June. And also don't forget the new planner will be coming out over the coming weeks and months. It'll, it'll be coming on a pre-sale, I think, in the late summer. So you really want to get your fucking hands on that thing. And as usual, Check out the store, theunfuckstore.com for t-shirts and all kinds of cool stuff. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Have a great one. I'll see you on the flip side. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.